You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to the week two episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me this week, as always, is the one, the only, the legendary Marcus Henson. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm good. Hello, NFL land. Indeed. A big hello from both of us here. And how have you been since last week, my friend? I've been good. Busy as always, but um, never too busy to get some NFL in. Absolutely. Yeah. Great to have it back <laughs> on our screens now. Unbelievable. I know we said similar last week that it's just starting to fly by, but now two weeks in, we're on the week two show. Shall we get the ball rolling with some LFL news? Yes. Here is the news. To start this week, I want to start with an item and almost an apology for not including this in the news segment last week. But I'm sure you could appreciate last week there was quite a lot of news to cover. And that is that this year, the LFL now have a mobile app for Android, which you can download off the Play Store, keeping you up to date with all of the in-game stats. Also includes player wallpapers, team schedules, team personnel, looking like a really big leap forward in getting that interaction with the fans and trying to encourage people into the sport, Marcus. Let's face it, we live off our phones now. I'm guilty. I do it too. I live off my phone. So... If you've got the one-stop app, they're always an app you can just bang. I know what I'm doing. I know what's on. I know what's, what's happening in the NFL world. And in other news, it seems that I, I talked about her last week, Jackie Smith for the Omaha Heart, but unfortunately it looks as though this year she won't actually be dressing for the heart which is going to be a big loss at middle linebacker for them yeah that is another key loss there so with that said marcus and apologies to all of the listeners out there it's quite a short news segment this week let us move on with the show hi this is tony from delicious in hemel if you like a bit of banter with your sandwiches then come on down to us. We do baguettes, ciabattas, paninis. We can even discuss the LFL with you. So why don't you come and give us a try? And if you want some more details of our menu, see the links on the Legends Lounge page. Now we come on to our game recap from week two. Omaha Heart versus the Atlanta Steam. We're going to give you our take on the game itself and it's also my pleasure to say that later on in the show we are actually going to be joined by two of the stars from Omaha Heart in their quarterback Ashley Amick and running back and defensive player Jackie Hake the game itself let's move on to that where do we start with this one for those who don't know the score should we go for it straight away and just drop the bombshell (laughs) let's just get it out there this was a one-sided demolition. Yeah, um, not a great score if you're an Omaha Heart fan, so maybe you want to close your ears on this one, but the score was 86-0 to the Atlanta Steam, and I think that's the highest score, certainly margin as well, I've, I've ever seen in the LFL. So the game itself, you can see Omaha are a rookie team, and with that we know comes mistakes, but on a plus note, with mistakes, at least it gives you something to build on. It's a lot easier to pick out things, especially when they're fundamentals, like the bad snaps that happened on offense. I counted seven fumbled slash bad snaps in that game, and and that's just, just too many, unfortunately. Oh, I missed one. I only counted six. <laughs> oh, dear. 
You obviously, obviously I, I started losing count. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> wow. Sorry, but it was it was a case in point where Steam looked sleek. They looked coordinated. They looked like they were the pro team. And for me, it just felt a little at times, almost like NFL taking on a high school team. It really did seem like a difference in complete leagues apart. Um, but like you said, they are a rookie team. These guys are probably all learning. This is the first time. You know, they say trial by fire. Well, this was trial by volcano. I mean, this was complete and utter, like, swept aside by it. But I think if you are an Omaha Heart player listening, fan listening, you know what? Your team still stood there and, and gave its all for the all four quarters. At no point was it completely down and out that they weren't trying you know, that they were fighting. I mean, physically fighting. We saw it, it break out a bit at the end, but they really didn't just give up. And I think, true to their name, you know, the heart they put into the game with the experience they'll take from the on, on the field, you know, mistakes and, and just, just the basic speed of the game, which, uh, talking to, we've talked to a few players now and that's the one that really catches people out. You can only, you know, see this as a, a platform to step forward from, surely. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I think whenever you play any kind of sport, the, the higher the level you get, I think that's the first thing you, you realize, isn't it? Is you can only train so much. And until you actually get under those bright lights and you see the speed of the game in front of you, will you actually truly understand how quick it is? And certainly we know with the way that the Steam players came into that game, remember what Lauren Ziegler said last week on the show about how they were going to take out all their aggression on, on Omaha Heart, and it certainly looked as though they did, and they were, um, what's the phrase I, I want to look for? What was the pun you gave last week, Marcus? Oh, they were steamrolling. They were hashtag steamrolling, weren't they? That's right. But <laughs> on a positive note for <laughs> Omaha, I did pick out a few players that I think with development and with coaching could turn out to be quite successful in the league we'll start to see probably the the best of them I think towards the end of this season uh, and maybe going into next year once they've got a full season under their belt and that is the wide receiver slash running back slash defensive back Jenna Holt and I thought she had a an okay game I mean it's difficult to judge an offense after as I say with 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 the bad snaps but She's definitely one to look out for in, in the future. And also you had Jackie Hake, who we'll be speaking to later in the show, who came in um, at running back towards the end of the game and showed a bit of power, a bit of a power back as opposed to our lightning backs. And also on defense, Katie Carnes, I think, also had a good game. I know they don't really have outside linebackers in LFL. It's more the, the D lineman and then sort of middle linebacker and then cornerbacks, etc. But that was more the sort of position I think she was playing and she made quite a few tackles certainly early on in the game as well. I definitely agree with Jenna Holt. I mean, the first real play of the game was her nearly intercepting Dakota Hughes's errant pass and then the second play of the game, she makes a great tackle. And like you said, it's difficult, you know, to pull out a highlight package. I don't know if it's through being coached or what. I started watching the quarterbacks, the difference in quarterbacks, and I noticed Dakota Hughes in the shotgun has a really nice, sleek five-yard drop. Um, she's five yards off her center. The ball comes in perfectly where she wants it, sort of just catchable, and then she can work the offense from there. I noticed that Ashley, she was standing about three yards behind her center, and a lot of the time it's going overhead. I couldn't help thinking, actually, maybe someone should just talk to her. These little intricacies, you know, like you said, as the season goes on, it's going to get ironed out. It's going to smooth out and it's going to work. 
there's a few things I could just notice as you're going along. You know, you dig a little deeper, there's room for improvement. There's people who have had decent individual efforts to build from. So I, I don't think this is all a just a complete nightmare. There are silver linings in this to find. Oh, absolutely. And with that, on the number of steps she was back, I have to say that the coaching and, and from what some of the guys that have played for the, the Spartans have said when they've gone on to, to play full contact, they generally say that a shotgun snap should be about three yards. So maybe Dakota just finds it easier to, to take the, the five strides back. And, and most of the time, like you say, she gets a perfect snap. And there is a couple of errant snaps on the Atlanta steam because there's been a few times in the last two games where Dakota's had to pick the ball up off the floor. So, um, it's obviously so clearly they need to go to four yards, a nice middle in between three and five. There we go. Yeah. Solved so it. both we teams, they go between us. Yeah. We've just coached both teams quite successfully. Boom. Both go to four yards, and then there won't be a problem with the snaps. <laughs> um, is, is there a coaching fee? <laughs> if you think Marcus should get a coaching fee for his advice on the show, then remember. Hey, guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. I'm not sure where I stand on that one personally, my friend, but uh, I guess we'll <laughs> we'll see what everyone else has to say. So. <laughs> Coming back to um, Atlanta then, just before we, we finish off on the game and, and get to the main body, which is our special guest this evening. Atlanta players, Dakota Hughes, three touchdown passes and a touchdown run as well. Lauren Ziegler had all three of the touchdown receptions from Dakota Hughes. So it seems so they are building that chemistry. And just going from, from the interview again with, with Lauren last week, you can really see there's there's something developing there as a partnership between the two of them. Another one I want to bring up is uh, Jesse Locklear, the the young rookie running back who I, I remember we were saying we were coming up with some uh, some nicknames and you came up with some for Dakota and such. One I came up with on this game for Jesse would have to be Jesse Extra Point Locklear because she pretty much scored every single extra point. She did, but the idea of the nicknames is to be comparing them to players from within the NFL. So I'm not sure that I can I can let you have uh, <laughs> extra point there because she did also manage to get two touchdowns of her own. So maybe with her quick feet and the way she uh, sees that like a one cut back, who would you compare her to? Oh, hmm. I don't know. She's small, nippy, maybe a Darren Sproles-esque, something like that. Okay, yeah, so go for it. Just call it out. Just say it. Put it out there. This is what we're going to call her from now on. Okay, so is she Jesse Sproles Locklear? Is how we're going to say it? I believe that is how we would say it, yes. Okay, there you go. You... Another, another nickname down. Tick it off the sheet. We've only got about, I don't know, 40, 50 more players to go. Yeah, probably about 50 more players to go, but we've got a whole <laughs> season. We've got like 16, 17 weeks left yet for us to try and come up with some more nicknames. So <laughs> you know what's going to happen? Yeah. We'll do one or two a week and then we're going to get to the last show and it's going to be like, right, <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> who haven't we nicknamed yet and how do we do this? <laughs> Jesse, if you're listening, let us know. Do you like it? Jesse Sproles Lockley. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Yeah, do get in touch. You can tweet us at Adri Mallows, at Ballhawks Nest, at Marcus underscore innuendo. Yeah, let us know what you think of the show and, and everyone else out there in, in the podosphere. Let us know what you think of our show. So with that, Marcus, I think that's enough said from us about the game. And when we come back, we will have the first of our special guests. I just want to be given the chance. You were the pioneers that built women's football. The opportunity to succeed. 
or even to fail. You are the league of their own. You ain't got no chance to redeem yourself. This is it. The LFL on Fuse. Saturdays, starting April 18th. We now welcome our first guest onto the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ashley Amick, quarterback of Omaha Heart. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Hi, how are you doing? Very good, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing pretty good. This is your first year in Omaha, but I understand you previously played for the Tampa Bay Breeze. Please can you advise us what got you into the league and playing for Tampa and then subsequently and what brought you back to Omaha? Um, well, I practiced with Tampa for a couple months. Um, I did miss their tryout, but I had a friend who um, was invited to their practices um, just through like working out and stuff in Tampa. So I practiced with them for a couple months because I was really interested. Like I grew up with a brother like and played football with him and his friends. And there was just never any girls tackle football. And I've always been interested in sports like my whole life. So um, that brought me into it. And then I moved away from Tampa and traveled for a while. And then I now live back in Omaha because it's my hometown. And was really interested in just trying to play again. So did you then go to the national tryouts that they have every year to get back into the squad? Or did you have a contact that, that got you back into the team? Um, I actually know Ashley Hayda, like from last year on the team. And she, I was gone during the tryouts of the heart this year. I was in Hawaii on vacation. So I contacted the coach. And he just had me come out um, for the month of February was like my tryout just to join them at practices since I had missed the official tryout. You mentioned that you did a lot of sport growing up. What sort of sports do you play? And did you play at a college at level? Or? So I went to um, a school here in Omaha, College of St. Mary. And I went there to play soccer and go to nursing school. And it just so happened that they needed some other people to play softball too because they had a bunch of like transition year and I played softball growing up so I ended up playing for the softball team as well and then I ended up going to school there for five years so the last year I ran cross country because I couldn't play soccer because my eligibility was up. So you had a bit of a passion for what I would know and love as football but I appreciate you call call it soccer. (laughs) Yes. And do you have a, a favorite team for, for football or soccer? I follow like American soccer a lot. I like the Kansas City team just because it's close, like the KC Sporting. But I don't really follow like international soccer as much except for when like it's getting close to like the Olympics or World Cup. Oh, fair play. And well, in recent years, America have actually done quite well in the World Cups, haven't they? Yeah. Brilliant. So we come on now to the team itself in Omaha. And this year, it's mainly made up of a lot of rookies. Do you think that affects the group dynamic? And have you found that um, you've needed to step up into a leadership role? Yeah, I mean, I found myself because I'm one of the older people on the team and also the quarterback. So I found myself trying to help like organize practices outside of like organized practices by coach and just trying to get the girls together because we come from like a wide age range, a wide background, like of people either being in school or actually working. Like, I think it's almost kind of nice that we're all rookies because then it's not like, there's not like this huge separation of like, oh, like we have like half vets and half rookies. And then there's like a competition there. I mean, but I think it does affect to the point that like none of us have ever played. So it was a huge slap in the face, like on Saturday night, like welcome to the league. 
I can imagine. And with that said, actually, so from your previous time in Tampa to, and I appreciate you, you sort of tried out with them for a couple of months. How would you say the league has developed from your time you experienced in, in Tampa to uh, the league today? Um, well, I never actually played a game in Tampa. I didn't make it through this, like, to that part of the season because of, like, work conflicts and everything. So I ended up having to quit. But from, like, the practice aspect, and like the interest, I would definitely say that the interest has gone up and the the organization just like, and I don't know if it's like a difference of teams or if it's actually the league, but it seems to be a lot more organized and that we have like practice at this time and we're doing this for the league and stuff like that. So it seems like it's like developing at a good rate. We come on now to the game itself from Saturday. And what would you say you were able to learn both personally and as a team from such a heavy defeat? I honestly think like, I mean, it was terrible to have to go through, but I think it was something we we're going to have to go through. Like there was a bunch of new players and nobody, nobody knew what to expect. And just to get the experience of having one game under our belt, knowing how loud it's going to be, how difficult it is going to be to call the plays for everybody to hear and stuff like that. So I think we can take away the actual, like we know what a game experience is going to be like. We know we obviously have to work on learning the plays a lot better and just everybody knowing what's going on like at all times. So I think it was a horrible experience to have had, but something that definitely needed to have happen so that we like understand like what's going to happen in games from now on. Yeah, very true. I, I would agree with that. And and thinking of the games moving forward, actually looking at the schedule, you play three games quite close together, but then towards the end of the season, there's sort of a month in between your games. Would you say it's more mm-hmm. beneficial to play the games on top of each other or would you prefer to have that time in between to maybe um, tweak little things that, that you've learned from the previous game? I think it would have been nicer to have our schedule like the opposite way so that we had more time at the beginning to fix things like and then at the end hopefully when we're learning better things and gelling together better like having those games on top of each other wouldn't matter as much because I mean having a week well not even really a week because we had Sunday off but having not even a week to go into playing the best team in the league after that game is kind of like difficult to think about but we like we're getting together a lot and discussing a lot of the things that we need to fix so hopefully we're getting on the right track so that we go into the game on Saturday with a lot better mindset and with that said what's the general atmosphere in the locker room like because I know it can be quite heavy-hearted after as I say after a a defeat but you all quite positive now you've kind of got that first game out the way so it's more about looking forward and and as I say learning from from what happened in on Saturday night I mean, obviously, right after the game, everybody was really bummed. It was pretty silent. But then once coach talked to us and just said, basically, what I was saying, like, that wasn't going to have to have had happen. The other vets and I, like, talked to the team and just basically said, like, here's what we need to work on. You lay it out on the line. We know that we have to play for each other. We know exactly what we need to fix. And... Everybody needs to study the plays and everybody needs to do this. And if you want to be a part of this team, then you're going to have to put in more time and more dedication to what's going on. And I think that after we all talked and everything, I think that it got a little better. And people on our team have like a positive outlook that hopefully like it can't go anywhere but up from here. Um, and I think that everybody agrees with that on our team. 
and that we're just going to put in the work to improve and work our butts off. I've uh, well, not recently, but we started a, a flag team about four or five years ago, and and our first few games were an ab- absolute baptism of fire, similar to to what you went through on Saturday. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's just about picking yourselves up and refocusing the team. Mm-hmm. Will this week then in training be more focused on on yourselves as a team, or will you be doing some game planning for Chicago? And what sort of things have you picked up from their film if you've watched any? We're definitely getting together like in separate groups and all together like our line will get together to figure out what they need to do to block better as like as a force like whether it be on offense or defense attacking or blocking for us so they're getting together then we're also getting together to watch film so that we know what we have up against i mean our first film was watching atlanta chicago anyways so Mm -hmm. we've already had seen their first game so we've seen their film but just to now more focus on actually Chicago instead of them just playing each other we're more focused on Chicago's offense and defense and then just everybody refocusing we've like tweaked a few plays so that we can work on those things and just hopefully now like the butterflies in the first game jitters are out of the way so that we can just build on what we had previously done in practice and just tweak a few things that we need to and go into Saturday with a better outlook yeah, absolutely. And I do wish you all the best for Saturday. And before we bring the, the interview to a close, can I please ask you to give our rookie listeners and the people that may be new to the sport three reasons why they should start to slash continue to watch the LFL this season? I think it's a great way for ladies to continue playing sports together because there's really nothing like beyond college sports, like unless you make it to like the World Cup or like World Olympic type teams. There's nothing really that ladies can play together. And then also just to be good role models for younger girls growing up is a good thing. And then you're always building friendships and these kind of friendships that we're building on our team are going to last a lifetime. And it's just nice to be able to have like that team atmosphere continue like beyond college years and everything like that. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for those. And thank you very much once again for your time today, Ashley, and all the best for the rest of the season. All right. Thank you very much. The world's fastest growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access in the locker rooms, inside the huddle. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And full-length games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. It is now time for our second guest. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming wide receiver and defensive back for the Omaha Heart, Jackie Hake. Welcome to the show, Jackie. Thank you for having me. It's our absolute pleasure. And just to confirm, we've got your positions right there, because I think that's how it's listed on the website, but you were a bit of a makeshift running back as well. So, Yep, I filled in a little bit when we had a player get hurt. So, Yeah, with that said, how is Jenna? Is she? Um, I actually haven't talked to her yet, so I'm not sure how she's feeling. No worries. I understand this is your first season in the league, therefore please can I ask you to advise our listeners what you were doing prior to joining the league 
and um, who or what inspired you to start playing? I played soccer my whole life and thought it would be fun to get back into a team sport, learn something new and saw it as an opportunity also just to get back into shape and kind of do something for myself a little bit. Uh, Coach Dante Allen got me interested in the league. Uh, He had talked to me about it a little bit when he started coaching and I saw it as an opportunity to be a part of a team sport again. And and how long have you been playing with the heart have you been playing for a few months now or has it been sort of for a year we just started in we had tryouts at the end of january so we just started practicing in february oh wow so uh, very fresh to the league then yes we come on now to the game itself on saturday and how was the locker room prior to the game bearing in mind it was full of quite a lot of rookies including yourself we only have three vets on our team so it is a majority rookie team. I think there was a lot of nervousness. Um, nobody was quite sure what to expect, um, but we were also really excited to finally get to that first game and see what it's all about. We know how the, the game itself progressed on, on Saturday. What was that like to experience and to play? I'm sure it wasn't the, the best of experiences for you. No, it was a little rough. It was a quick game. We weren't quite ready for that. And being so new to it, like most of us were, we just weren't quite ready for what to expect and how it was going to play out and kind of caught us off guard a little bit. But Would you say that was the, the speed of the game? Because the the first thing most people tend to notice when they step up a level in, in various different sports is the actual speed of the game itself and how quick it is in front of you. Yeah, I think that made a big difference for us. You know, in practice, you know, you kind of take your time and you're going through plays and working through everything and you don't get that real quick turnaround and that speed coming at you and stuff. So I think that was a big part of it. Now, you play on both sides of the ball yourself and we saw that you you came in and, and stepped in at running back. But do you have a favorite side of the ball to play at this early stage or are you just happy to be be a part of the team? Um, I haven't picked a favorite spot yet yeah I'm really just happy to be out there and contributing in any way that I can we'll kind of see as the season goes along and see if there's a spot I tend to like a little bit more but um, yeah I just I'm happy to be out on the field and playing and just coming back to the game itself what sort of lessons do you think you can learn from the game and, and how would you take that moving forward to progress during the season? There's a lot of little mistakes we made. Obviously, we had a few um, issues with some of our snaps and some turnovers that are just some little things that we can fix in practice this week that we'll be able to improve. And I think we can be a new team coming into this weekend um, now that we know what to expect and what we have coming at us and We'll be a lot more prepared for this weekend. Yeah, and, and thinking of this weekend going against Chicago and the mighty Ferrari Harris, how do you prepare to face a running back like that? We really need to focus on our blocking. We didn't do the best at that um, this past weekend, so I know we're, that's a big focus of our practice this week. So stopping the run game, yeah, is definitely a big focus for our practices this week. Marcus, I'm sure you have a few questions, so I'm going to bring you in now, my friend. I know it's going to sound cliche, but you guys really did throughout the entire the game, even when it was big score getting run up against you, that sort of cliche of you still played uh, gutsy and you guys gave almost as good as you get for intensity. Did that show that even at the end of the game, scoreline aside, did you guys all come together in the locker room and sort of hold your head high? Yeah, I mean, it's tough when, the, when you look at the scoreboard, but I don't feel like the scoreboard necessarily reflected what the game was like. We didn't make a lot of mistakes, but... I think we are able to just take that for what it is and use it to fuel us for the next game and, you know, watch that film and 
look at what we need to do and just use that to get us ready for the next game. In the schedule, you guys got a lot of games at the beginning and then they're going to sort of split out to a month apart. Do you feel like this sort of crash course is going to help set you up for then the later sets of games where you're going to have a month to prepare and maybe the, the Atlantas, the Chicago's shouldn't really fall asleep on you guys and that you can, you can come with some real intensity learning lessons each and every week you go by. Yeah. It's going to be a little tough these three weeks here in a row where we have games back to back. We don't have a lot of time to fix things and correct our mistakes and stuff, but you know, we just get to get right back out there and do it again. And I guess we don't overthink it that way. Indeed. So thinking of that as well, and coming back to the game this weekend against Chicago, you mentioned earlier, obviously, you have to worry about the likes of Christelle Ferrari Harris to have to try and stop. But if you do stop her, are you worried about Heather first passing at all? We know she's come on quite a lot this off season with her accuracy. We haven't focused too much on individual players as of right now. We're just working on our, you know, our defense as a whole and what we need to do to just work together as a team to stop them and do what we can just to improve over last weekend and not let them put all those points up on the board on us. Just to finish off then, what I always like to ask all of our guests is um, if you could give our listeners three reasons to uh, continue or start watching the LFL if they're, if they're new to the sport this year. I would say... It's a lot of fun. The intensity is amazing in the games. People don't expect to be so hard hitting and exciting. And um, you can really see the passion of all the girls that get out there and play. And it's just a lot of fun to watch and play. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So on behalf of myself and Marcus, Jackie, we'd like to thank you very much for your time and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. And we wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Well, that wraps it up for another week here on LFL Talk. All that remains is for me to firstly thank my co host, Marcus. No worries, mate. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And also a big thank you to our special guests, both Jackie Hake and Ashley Amick of the Omaha Heart. We wish them all the best for this upcoming season. If you want to get in touch with us, remember... Hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. Also, be sure to check out the Inside the LFL podcast, another of the LFL's official podcasts this year, which you can find on LFL 360. Their most recent episode includes an interview with Dina Wojowski following the, the week one game between the Bliss and the Atlanta Steam. So be sure to give that a listen. And finally, don't forget, we are downloadable on iTunes. We are also on Stitcher Radio, and our more recent shows are rebroadcast on the Awake Radio Network. So, until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. (laughs) 